We're back for another conversation with cheese and the tugboat. No cheese, just tugboat. Um, I think last time I said this was going to be called some kind of series of tugboat investigations or the tugboat files or talking with tugboat. Oh, that was a good one. I like that one. But I'm here today. Uh, It's a blustery Saturday, I think. I don't know. I'm not even sure anymore. I'm here with my old friend, The Estimator. Good afternoon, Tugboat. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon, and thank you very much for joining us on this sweaty afternoon. Um, don't, don't, throw that, don't throw that very much in there. You're making it weird already. Do you, are, you, are you getting the mental image of me sitting somewhere in a dark room sweating? <laughs> well, now I am. I'm, just to let you know, too, what are you wearing, Tugboat? Well, I'm wearing a yellow shirt with corn kernels all on the front to make my torso look like a cob of corn. I can I can just picture you in that dark, sweaty room, and the music is just... No, it's, I'm listening to Sexy Back, and every time it goes, Are you ready? That's my... That's really where I hit okay, it. Well, I think JT would appreciate that, too. How could he not? How could he not? <laughs> well, is he though? He does have a pretty attractive wife. Yeah, but she's like robot hot. Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like she could Jessica Biel could kick our asses. Like even if we like tried to tag team her in not a sexy way, which she would not allow. That's that. That brings up an interesting point. Not that part. I'm just gonna ignore that outright. But. Um, is it just me, or are quote-unquote huge stars of eight years ago just doing garbage now? I've, well, I think, I think I saw Steven Seagal in something else, but that's pretty much part of the course with him. What do you have, uh, what are you referencing? Well, I watched a movie on Netflix called Nailed, and I guess it has a, di- a different name. It had several names because it stopped production like eight times, but on Netflix it's called Nailed. And it stars, like, Jessica Biel, uh, that Marsden guy. Like, there's a bunch of names in it. And it is literally the second worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I watched it, uh, maybe third, maybe third. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, that's not surprising. The worst, of course, being Gobshite. Um, I couldn't even Gobshite. make it. Gobshite. Yeah, it was one of those quote-unquote hidden gems from Blockbuster. And I think I lasted a whole... Like, I think it was like 22 minutes of the 90, and then I had to just power down. It just, I, that's the only movie I've never been able to watch all the way through. Yeah, you know, typically I'm, I'm of the same note. If you start a movie, you finish that movie. I don't care how terrible it is. Yeah, it could, ha- it could have a redeeming value. Yeah, exactly. And then at least you can say you never have to do it ever again. I think the other one that I actually made it through, the number two worst one, I think it was called Overboard and had Adam Sandler. I think it might have been its first film. It was not good. It was about a comedians on a cruise ship, and he was his name was like Shecky something, super Jewish stereotype last name. Actually, speaking of that, the, the movie that I couldn't follow my own rule on was Adam Sandler's, that one that he did with... Um, uh, Andy Sandberg, where he was his dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I couldn't do it. I, I about twenty minutes in, I, I turned it off. But I could not do that. I think it's called "That's My Boy" or something like that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, that was, and he he was a child star, and then his son has like changed his name and is getting married, and yeah, that was. I struggled with although, that, but I made it. Although hidden gem, uh, just. Side note: You should look up the Tenet movie that Andy Sandberg did. What's it? What's like called, called Seven Days of Hell. Hmm. I'm, I'm plugging movies here on your podcast. I don't, I don't even know if Andy Sandberg gives me kickbacks or email him. Well, of course, Andy Sandberg. You and I both have a soft spot for him after that time we got drunk and watched uh, Hot Rod. Yeah, that was probably the most I have ever laughed during a movie without. Uh, shitting my pants. Yeah, I think uh, that was right back in my reintroduction into the game of drinking. That, and was, that was me breaking you. No, I got broken by uh, our old buddy Big Willie. No, no, and no, no, no. Shh, 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 shh. Yeah. Okay. 
it it happened on an island i had three beers that was my reintroduction then i got drunk at the grad lounge and phoned all my friends who had jobs including you at like 4:50 on a i think it was a wednesday telling everyone how drunk i was that was another three beer event and then yeah, I, 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 can't recall that. I think i was up to five yeah you had to come and get me you had to come and pick me up in my car at the school because I was too drunk to drive and we drove around phoning people and laughing our asses off. That was a weird change of roles, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Little uh, roll reversal, little switcheroo. Yeah. A little. Uh, Actually, I was, you were pretty good at finding your own way home. I didn't have to pick you up too much. And if I didn't, I'd just sleep where I felt. Yeah. Just, just leave me here, boys. Come and find me in the morning. Or just wander away into a field and just have a quiet, private adventure. Well, that was one time, but it was worth it. Yeah. Well, people don't forget. <laughs> I guess not, no. <laughs> I, I wish I could remember, but... We should, uh, we should do a reminiscent podcast sometime and just go through all the old stories of our adventures. That could be another episode for The Estimator. I just feel like a lot of it would be, hey, Estimator, remember that time you were an idiot? <laughs> yeah, it plays yeah. great for me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, I'm game. yeah, I've got a few stories. I don't know if I told you all of them, like the time I fell asleep in a park or the time that <clears throat> I felt that I got mugged on a sidewalk on Willow Avenue. I remember the mugged one. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah there's, there's a few more beauties like that. <laughs> Apparently, when I get drunk and lose the function of my legs, I like to yell at strangers. <laughs> it's funny how consuming that much alcohol basically tells your body to like shut down vital actions, like legs, shut them down, yeah. you gotta keep this guy going. It's just like, make him lie down, he needs to sleep this off. <laughs> oh, and then my brain's like, get away from here, I guess it just wants peace and quiet, so... And then as revenge, your brain gets really angry the next day. Actually, uh, I was well taken care of that night. The sheets on the bed I was to sleep on were replaced with cut open garbage bags to increase their surface area. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah, luckily it was not overly hot out, or I that would have been quite gross. But, uh, well, at that point, would you even remember what you were sleeping on? I'm thinking about more when I woke up and I had garbage bags, a garbage bag skin layer. Hey, better than a gutter. Yeah, I guess I was indoors for that one. (laughs) Okay, well, let's get into the the interview questions, the whole reason we're here today, probably. Um, What did I start with, GRP? Oh, the memory. I don't remember, but uh, I really enjoyed that, uh, that. yeah, hopefully I can. Uh, there was another one that was supposed to happen, but and I'm sure that potential guest will never listen to this. But uh, he was a real dick for canceling. So um, we started with the memory one with the old GRP. So let's oh, the memory. let's let's hit that again first for you, just to have some consistency here. So <clears throat> let me pose it to you: which is worse, forgetting everything? Or never remembering anything new. All right, when you uh, when you sent me this question, um, uh, this is how I interpreted it. So, forgetting everything would be to revert entirely back to a baby-like state where you forget absolutely everything. You forget what colors are. You forget what your hands are. Like, for, um, do you forget how to walk too? That's that's one thing yeah, I, I kind of left you open. Start shitting your pants immediately because your sphincter doesn't even know what's going on. Well, I think there's some things that are just innately built into, you know, the, I, the human condition. That's not well, how I took the question, sir. Okay. Well, I'll, leave, I'll, leave, I'll let you answer with your interpretation. Okay. So my interpretation was entire baby state, shitting pants, vomiting, <laughs> crying nonstop. Or like a Which, senior citizen. Yeah. Or <laughs> the other option is never remembering anything new, which to me would be like the movie Memento. Which I've never watched in its entirety. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I, I think I would prefer the never remembering anything new because I, I figure I know enough stuff at this point that I can probably survive into my later years. 
Yeah, yeah, especially if you go as extreme as your infantile state. I mean, yeah. you you would spend the next thirty years relearning how to be to get to the point where you are, except yeah, you have like an older, crappier body than you did like when you were younger. Yeah, and because you're older, you have a harder time learning everything again. Yeah, languages would suck, from what I'm told. Yeah, that would be terrible. But the first part would be trying to figure out how to control your sphincter, and man, I know I'm focusing on that, but that would be so inconvenient. Well, I'm doing a pretty good job right now. Uh, well, I didn't really forget, but, I mean, there's other ways that you can lose control. Well, yeah. Like eating, you know kind of molten pizza that's just been sitting out all day yeah that's like yeah, that's like uh, that's a little game of kind of russian roulette you don't know if it's gonna you don't know if something bad's gonna happen and then if something bad's gonna happen you don't know if it's gonna be kind of the top or the bottom geyser that you're dealing with yeah oh yeah i've, I've played that game i'm familiar with it also Referring to it as a geyser, probably the grossest thing that I've said on the podcast in a long time. What's that? Referring to either your butt or your mouth as a geyser of brown grossness. Butt geyser. That leads to some really gross mental images. Oof. Yeah. Jeez, we need we need cheese back to keep me out of control. No, no, no. Yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll come back when he's ready. Yeah, it's true. It's like, uh, you know the dog or cat or whatever if you if you let it go if it comes back you get to keep it exactly that's, or I think that's how that saying goes <laughs> i'm pretty sure word for word that's how it goes <laughs> <laughs> okay you let's let uh go you can keep it that works for kidnapping it's, it's after you let it go yeah it's true if you let it go it's not kidnapping anymore it was just borrowing Remember that old gag that we were going to do with the uh, fake kidnapping? Where we, yeah. were, we were going to, one of us was going to drive and the other one was going to tape his hands and mouth up with duct tape and sit in the passenger seat and at red lights, like bang on the window and then go, <laughs> yell out. Yeah. Hey, we're not out of time for this. We're not yeah. out of time. Turns out some other kids did it and got charged by the police for mischief. Oh. Which I believe yeah, is, you- that's really just a misdemeanor, right? Was it go away after three years, like the driving infractions? I, I like to hope so, but I, uh, you know what? If they did it, they probably did it wrong. If you and I did it and we got arrested, we could talk our way into that. I think the best way to do it would be for the guy to explode out of the trunk and like dive on the hood of the car behind. My my <laughs> idea of the most effective way to kidnap someone. And this is depending on it being a guy. Is if if it was ever stopped and the cops stopped you, say no, it's his bachelor party. And try and play it off like that. Yeah, okay, that could but work. You have to have a lot of bachelor party related props, like tickets to Vegas or something like that. Blow up dolls, cases of beer, fireworks, cigars. Exactly. Here, who knows? Your real plan might be taking them to a field and chopping them up. That doesn't match for you to decide. And then and then celebrating it with a nice cigar and some fireworks. <laughs> You got to have a couple of drinks just to steady your hands before you do it. So I mean, that's why those are there. Oh, good times. Oh, good darkness. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's what the end of brings to the program. Bu- building on the darkness. <laughs> what is your greatest desire or dream? Oh, this got really interesting. Um, I was playing this around in my head so many times, like, in, and really, if I was most realistic about it, my greatest desire would be on to, to to sit on like the the shadowy Illuminati council that actually ran the world if it exists. Oh, I like that. That would be so much fun. Would you be like a participating member or just be there and see what's going on? I think at first I would just, everything someone said, I would go, mm, yes. And then like do the Mr. Burns thing with my fingers. Yeah. After a while, I'd, I'd, I'd come up with some schemes, which is like awful. My biggest fear would be getting kicked off once I'm in the game. <laughs> so, like, you don't want to fuck up, so you got to make sure the evil things that you plot are truly evil. It like, can't just be some bush league, bush league stuff. 
And like, how do you think they would respond to personal vendettas? Um, I think anybody that gets into that level of power would understand, because you have to be a certain type of uh, psychopath at that point. Well, I mean more uh, like, I mean not. I don't mean like individuals. I mean like, you know, if you really hated like a certain ethnic group or a certain, I don't know, like you hated accountants and your whole thing was just to like ruin their lives by either more paperwork or just start like murdering them or I don't know. Well, I, I, I feel like the entire motivation of that council would be uh, financial. So if you could find a way to do that and still make money, then I, I think it could work. Oh, if you could, if you could still make money, there's no question. They'd be like, yes, that's fine. But exactly. if, if, it, if it's like mildly damaging, but you know, it, it's like paying back you have to pay back a favor to somebody to be allowed to do it like whatever maneuver you're going to do like toppling the accountant union or putting your own puppet leader in of that regime um i don't i don't know if they go for that because i don't picture this council being like like super villain like skeletor or anything like that that would just like uh i'm pretty sure skeletor is like the cfo of that council No, it's true. It's true. You'd have. I feel like it would be more for a wizard to be in charge of the money. I feel like Lex Luthor could be the CFO. Yeah. Would you make Skeletor your uh, chief in, chief information officer? Because he always seems. <laughs> he always seems to be like hearing about these ancient evils or these ancient books or artifacts that would help him defeat He-Man. So I mean. He's got to have a good network out there. Yeah, no, he's just got a very terrible network because he never beat him. He never even came close. Well, that's he just a... He doesn't even wear a shirt. Just shoot him with a gun. That's, that's just an execution problem. I think his yeah. his scheme building is, you know, relentless. If the intel's good, the guys on the ground are bad? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they, they do have lasers. There's no reason they can't just, like, if three guys shot at He-Man at the same time, I'm pretty sure one yeah, of them's going to hit him. different directions. Yeah. It was animated in two dimensions. Yeah. Hard. Oh, that's true. They can only shoot him from front, well, I guess front, back, and above. <laughs> below, <laughs> Just bury Beastman in a little grass thing, like Rambo. I would love to watch that episode. Oh, my God. I would love to see Beastman as Rambo in that show. <laughs> just, just finally winning. Just, man just took season after season of garbage from Skeletor and worked his ass off. Well, he, then he like comes back to Snake Mountain and it's not really the same. And Skeletor's trying to like kick him out, and then he just goes on a rampage and just kills everyone at Snake Mountain. <laughs> but, yeah, he finally just snaps, just goes postal, and it's just Beastman. This is why they call me Beastman. Uh, who's the who's his uh, little buddy? What's that? Who's the little buddy that goes with Beast Man? There's always he's always with oh. somebody else. Oh my God! Uh, who would I, who would you choose for the rampage, Jimmy? No, I mean like he always seems like you know how Rocksteady and Bebop from Turtles always roll together. Doesn't yeah. Beast Man have like a his like cohort? No, it, kinda, it, it kind of rotated between like there was the. Uh, the guy with the, the only real one I remember. The guy with the spinny eye thing was one of the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to watch uh, it again. Yeah. I, I do. I, I have all of them. I should. Uh, it's really hard to watch more than two at a time, though. Like, it just sucks the life right out of you. Well, that's, that's what happened when I... Uh, do you remember the animated series Cops? Not an animated series. Yeah, there was an animated Cops. Um, wow. Where, uh, yeah, it was awesome. And their their things like it's crime fighting time, and I remembered it vaguely <laughs> from my childhood. And I bought the DVD, and last uh, last winter, myself and a, a friend of mine sat through, or maybe it was the winter before, yeah, sat through it and got angry at the TV for a <laughs> solid day while we watched the entire DVD. Oh, just angry at like how bad it was, or how frustrating. Like, just shoot him, shoot him in the face. <laughs> it was. It was. It was both. It was just like they would they would keep doing these capers, and the criminals were so stupid. You'd just be like, "Just close the door! Just close the door! They won't see you if you close the door. Why are you going out there and talking to them?" So 
So basically like a movie theater in Harlem then. Yeah, basically. Don't go in there, bitch! (laughs) I'll never forget the only time I ever watched a movie in New York City. We did it, like, somewhere near Harlem, and we watched White Noise with Michael Keaton, which... Oh, my God. Not a good... (laughs) Not a great choice of films. (laughs) No. Why would uh, they play that there? Well, whatever, it was a new movie. But the movie was so bad, and then, like, any time there was, like, danger, the music would get so ridiculously dramatic, and then it would just be like, Don't go in there, bitch! Jump! Jump! And they're, like, encouraging him to kill himself throughout the movie. Like, like, do they... I I don't understand. Do they expect that their yelling will have an outcome? I hope so. I don't know. It's just... It's so funny. Everybody... Dare to dream, right? Dare to dream. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the American dream, right? If you build it, if you build it, they will come. I don't know. I had a dream. No. Too much. Too, oh, too soon. Too okay. soon. Next question. Next question. Okay, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Which is really, what do you feel inside? Ah, depends on the day. Uh, my mind keeps telling me I'm in my early twenties. And then I wake up and my Achilles are tight and I hobble down the stairs and uh, just get back like sciatic pain every now and then. Um, yeah, it sucks. So, but my mind, mentally, I keep making choices that like an early 20-year-old would make. So I'm going to go with that. Like 23, 24. So I'm saying your mind is in the early 20s, 23, 24 years old, and your body is in its early 40s. Oh, it's just a hot mess. Just, just deteriorating quickly. Oh man, I, I am not easy on it to start with, and I do not uh, treat it well. That's, I find that interesting because uh, GRP, his answer was 24 to 25 years, so just slightly younger than he probably is. And then mine has always been a hard 25. So it's, in, it's interesting that, you know, you kind of. Your brain. When does your brain stop developing? It's like eighteen or twenty-one or some in that range somewhere. That's yeah. When you're, so you're, that's. I think that's pretty well where mentally you stay for the rest of your life. Yeah, like you get. Well, I don't know. I feel for for some reason I'm really on twenty-five. Like younger, doesn't appeal to me. Just pop. Yeah, actually, you know what? Around twenty-five is probably what I'm thinking of when I say twenty-three, twenty-four. I feel I like it's the start when you're just like, I'm an adult now. Yeah, I think when you first realize that you're an adult and then your car insurance goes down, that's really the peak of everyone's life. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're probably that, like... That, that's a big moment. You're probably like, I'm an adult. Like, I'm, I'm, f- I'm independent. Well, for our generation, I'm independent. And then, you know, you, but you still have these doubts. And then the insurance company's like, dude, I'm dropping your rates because you're an adult. And you're like... There it is. Confirmation. Yeah, that's, that, that's the moment. An independent body says that I'm, uh, I'm good. Yeah, who you pay for that. That's like, that's like scientific independent verification that you're a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the focus group said that you're this. Oh. Well, well, I guess that's what I am then. <laughs> oh, well, jeez. I, I better look at RRSPs, which is about the same time that that happened. Oh. I definitely, maybe because of my uh, prolonged grad school experience, but I definitely drag that out at least another seven years. Oh, well, I'm not saying, I put I put some into it, and then I made a bunch of purchases, like a home. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'll just kick that on out of there. Yeah, well, I, uh, I waited till I bought the home, and then I started making moves. Ah. Okay. That's all right. Let's get weird yeah. with it. Next, next question. If you could have any three animal characteristics, what would they be and why? Yeah, and I know from the last one that you will be a dick if I mess <laughs> this up. So, the characteristics, I'll just fire these off right away. Uh, I want to be sly like a fox. I like that. Yeah, I feel so like you're... I'm close to my personality, but I can, I can work on it. Okay. It also goes with the characters you usually choose in video games, too, so that's not surprising to me. Yep. Um, I I want memory like an elephant. Okay. Like like that's that's good. That way you're clever and you never forget. 
basically I'm setting myself up to be some sort of criminal mastermind. Well, yeah, that's all I was picturing when you said Sly left like a fox. I was picturing how when we played Oblivion, you pick the thief every time. So memory like an elephant, that ties right back into that. Yeah, and uh, the other thing, um, attentive as a deer. Alert or attentive? Uh, Alert. Uh, Attentive, same thing. Alert and attentive, they notice. They see. They're a very high-strung animal. So you're really, like, you're really just setting yourself up to be like a lookout man for a bank heist. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, you can you can kind of cut like a confidence man too. Yeah, that's true. You you can like, you know, I feel like the lookout is probably the easiest job and the safest job of a bank heist. The the wheel man is probably kind of the neatest and and second less dangerous but the lookout like if 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 it gets real he could just cut and bail you can just be like nope yeah, exactly just drop that walkie talkie nope i'm out Mm-mm. that's that's why i feel like it would be the ideal position for me it's uh, all the reward with none of the risk yeah yeah and, uh, like so like god anyone <laughs> can walk in there with a gun and start yelling at people but it takes a smart man to know that that's a very stupid idea yeah and those are the first guys that they're going to go after. It's going to be like in the trial when they're starting to make deals and they're like, well, I mean, he was the lookout, so you don't even have him in custody. Yeah, and then they come to you and you're like, I don't know these guys, what are you talking about? Or if you can, if you can inspire any kind of loyalty, then the, you know, they, maybe they won't talk and you'll be like the one yeah. guy that got yeah. away. If you bail on them, I'm sure that is very <laughs> inspirational. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't, they don't know that you outright bailed. They could think, like, you know, something came up or you had to yeah, run to try like and save them. Yeah, that's where your sly foxness comes in. <laughs> let's, let's talk about foxes for a second because uh, I saw in the Internet that people are, like, it's becoming a trend that people are getting foxes as, instead of dogs now. And I'm, really? I'm very interested in that. I am interested. Uh, the, the most thing I've seen on the internet are people taking pictures of like uh, happy foxes or pensive foxes and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I've heard. But for me, like a fox, you're dealing with a wild, wild animal. At yeah. That point. You're not. You're, you're not going to train it. Uh, it will turn on you. It's just a matter of when. What if you um, get it right out of the womb? How is it still a wild animal? Um, what, uh, in in the same sense that a. Yeah, but in the same sense of a dog or a cat, if that's all they know, that's their whole nurture, it, does their nature just supersede that entirely? No, I, I don't believe so. Actually, there have been studies on um, dogs versus wolves. Uh, yeah. And dogs are less able to um, problem solve the same way that wolves are because they've been dogs have been domesticated to the point uh, that they like us, but they rely on us. So through... Um, Artificial selection, we've basically made dogs dumber. Absolutely. We've taken the dumbest qualities out of them and the most likely to want to suckle at our proverbial teeth. Yeah. And then we use them because they're great alarms. They were great for all sorts of things. And the quid pro quo was they got food. I guess that's true because every time a dog bites someone, what's the first thing we do? Boom. Death. Exactly. So only but, the like, only I, the dumb meek ones survive. I feel like I feel like a fox as a pet would be kind of neat, but I also feel that it would uh, shit in corners of your house that you don't know. Well, is um, it is I, it one of those? Like, is it like a cat in that sense that it, or like you know, I'm thinking of pigs because people also have pigs as pets. Pigs yeah, are, are quite intelligent. Yeah, they're like. I used to have pigs growing up. They're very intelligent. They only crap in one place. Like, all their shit's in one corner, and then all the rest of their pen is, like, nice, fresh straw. Like, they only shit and piss over here, and it happens to be near where the water thing is because they know it's going to be sloppy anyway. That was remarkable to me. I wonder if... Well, I feel like... Well, getting back to foxes, I mean, I know pigs are really intelligent, but I feel like foxes are still... If if I had a pet fox, I would want a muzzle on it. Yeah, do you think it would be bitey? Yeah, I, I figure. 
family to you? People that came over, if uh, they'd like wandered up like uh, idiots do, and just like, oh, try and cut the box, and it would, it would snap off a finger. Yeah, well, I don't know. But I guess any kind of off pet, like a non-cat or dog, you run the risk of that. Like even things like ferrets or minks or whatever other idiots any have. Sort of yeah, any kind of, like... You know, I've been in contact with pet rabbits that scratched the shit out of my hand and bit me when I tried to feed it. I've never liked rabbits. Literally biting the hand that feeds it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Probably I've, didn't dawn on it because it, uh, it's a rabbit. Its brain is small and it just poops and eats. They, they crap an incredible amount, too. Yeah, and it's like a... It's they they only that's what you see the poop that you get to play with the, the little pellets that's actually round two of that poop. They eat oh, yeah. they eat everything, poop out like a like a liquid slurry and then eat it, and then get the nutrients out of it. Then it turns into the hard little pellets. Well, I've just learned a thing. Well, that's I what kinda, that's what we're here for. I wish I knew. Yeah. yeah. No, we're growing. Growing. <laughs> I really like. Uh, just the, the aspect of the fox where, you know, you get the best parts of the cat and you drop the worst parts, and then you get, like, some of the cool parts of the dog and a really funny puffy tail. Yeah, I do. I am down for the puffy tail. I feel like if I had a fox, there's uh, some particular foxes in China that um, I think they're, like, Chinese red foxes or, like, uh, I, I can't remember the exact name of them, but they look comically hilarious. But I would go for those rather than one of the side-of-the-road foxes I see up here and uh, that are just as likely to be roadkill as anybody's friend. Or rabid. The only fox that I've ever seen on our property was rabid, so that puts a yeah, little bit of a... Yeah, that too, and, and that goes again with the, uh, with the bitingness. Who knows what sort of yeah. healthy animal diseases they come with. I'm, I'm you like still. The emphasis I put on that? Yeah. Filthy, dirty animal diseases. <laughs> <laughs> I still, uh, I'm still going to keep an open mind and keep doing my research. I forget the other. There was a kind of dog too that I learned about that I don't remember the name. That it was pretty uh, top notch. I think my cousin just got one. Maybe it starts with an M. I don't know. It's in my Google history, but they're a specialty breed. They had to drive all the way to Ottawa to get it. It's like a six-hour oh, drive. Yeah, it's uh, oh no doubt, but uh, they don't shed and they look awesome. Oh yeah. But I don't know. I'm starting to starting to wane off my German Shepherd kick that I was on for a long time. Apparently well, they're suit. They have a lot of health problems. Uh, absolutely. They turn. Your do. Well, yeah, and then shepherds in in particular can turn on the drop of a dime and just all of a sudden be vicious. And uh, and they're not that uh, they're they're very loyal, but they're not as smart as some of the other breeds, which is no. surprising. But yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But either way, let's wrap up dog talk with tugboat oh, yeah. and the estimator. Good, good dog talk. Um, let's speak. We'll stay on animals though, and we'll go with your three animal abilities that you would like and why. Oh, these I did a heavy amount of research for, and um, the first one that I picked because I think it would be awesome is that I learned hippopotamuses, hippos can produce a, their own sunscreen, but it actually comes out as a reddish sweat that looks like blood. Gross. So you want to sweat blood, basically. Yeah, but only when it's hot and sunny. Oh, right. Like the collective blood sweat. But I, I think that that, and then I would, I would, wipe the, the blood sweat all over myself. <laughs> is that based on UV index, or is that just when the sun's out? Well, just, um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say uh, it just goes 25 degrees plus. I just start to sweat blood. You just start bleeding out of all your pores. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that would be fantastic. And um, then you start doing all the traditional, like, sunscreen application moves like rubbing it just under your eye and on your nose I'll just trickle it around I'll take some in my hand and ask passerby if they want some can you do my back <laughs> yeah exactly just, just, just all over my clothes you know? it just looks like I came out of the slaughter I'm just like oh it's a real scorcher out today isn't it guys that is horrifying 
Okay, what's your what else you got? Okay, um, <laughs> so certain uh, certain aquatic animals, um, like dolphins and whales and stuff like that, when they go to sleep, uh, they sleep with only half of their brain, their active brain, shut off, so they're able to sleep and can go up for oxygen at regular intervals, right? Um, to keep them alive. Yeah. I think that would be really handy for long drives. Oh, I like that a lot. Right? Yeah. And, like, we both like to drive, but there is that time when you start to do the the blinks. Yeah, or the, I forgot the last 10 kilometers. Oh, I do that anyways. Like, I could be wide yeah. awake and just space out thinking of something. Yeah, but the long, you get the yellow line fever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> now, if you could shut off half your brain, go to 50% power, and just, you know, your only tasks at that point are keep it in the fucking lines. Whoops, I forgot I shouldn't be cursing so much on your podcast. That's fine. You already dropped three or four. We're, we're, we're already in explicit country, so we're good to go. But don't celebrate <laughs> it. Oh, I, I knew that was your next move. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to, uh, on to animal ability number three. Okay. So um, I learned that opossums, um, they emit a protein that can neutralize just about every poison that enters their body. Now, the reason I think this would be handy is who needs a DD? Snap your fingers, I'm good to go. Is that, I guess it does count as a poison. It absolutely does. Now, the only downside I can see to it is if, if you weren't so, like, if you were getting all, if you wanted a night that you were wanted to get tipsy and have a good time, and say you sneezed at an opportune time and it clicked in your reflex, uh, wow, well, that would just get very, very frustrating. Well, that's, so that's what I'm thinking. What if you get to the point where it's like Captain America, where you just can't get drunk because this protein happens automatically? You would need some kind of control over emitting that protein. Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, like, I I heard that, or I read that they can emit it. I don't know if they always have to, but I don't see a situation where an opossum would say, "No, I'm gonna be poisoned." Yeah, I'm into poison today. Yeah, I wanna. I just wanna come close to death. <laughs> so, uh, so I think. I've got a test at possum school today, so I'm just going to let this poison course through me. I'm not going to take care of that. Uh, teacher, I was poisoned. Oh, come on. What, did your dog eat your homework, too? <laughs> but, I mean, realistically, you could win a lot of money in bar bets and stuff like that, and the only thing that you missed out on is the actual getting drunk part of it. So, basically, you want to be able to... Um, not get drunk and be the DD and then also drive the people you're driving a long distance and to freak them out, sweat blood. That sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> sounds like an awesome Friday for me. I like how there is actual practicality to all of your abilities. Yeah. Like, I mean, GRP had flight, agility, and strength. And Didn't he have monkey limbs? <laughs> yeah, that was one of his characteristics because... Really, when I said, I think characteristics was a confusing word for you guys, because what I was looking for was like a physical piece of an animal, like, you know, a horse cock or like a ostrich neck or stuff like that, and then see uh, how you would make that practical. But you guys went ahead and went with real characteristics, like idiots. Yeah. Well, characteristics are uh, describing things. I, I kind of thought it was like a literary device, like there's... Um... Uh, what do you call it? There, well, personification that you do to uh, objects you want to give human characteristics, and then there's like an animal equivalent of it, and that would be what the characteristics are. I can't remember the name exactly at the moment, but. Okay, well, when you're done that explanation, Dr. Nerdlinger, I'm going to ask you to do the hardest question on the quiz. Uh, Alright, you're, you're going to have to hit me. I want your combination animal. And good luck, uh, good uh, luck uh, beating this. Easy. Good luck beating the seeger puss. Oh no 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 no! Uh, I thought about this long and hard. This is probably the one that I gave the most amount <laughs> of uh, of thought process to. And my decision was to make. Uh, I figured that the world needed a new apex predator. Okay, that's pretty much the seeger puss. So I hope you can oh, top yeah. that. Meet the tiger dactigator. 
god. So I'm assuming head, we have head, Tiger. Head of a tiger. Powerful, rending jaw muscles. <laughs> okay. Body, body of a pterodactyl with its huge wingspan and long-distance flight capability. And arms? Two fully-grown alligators. <laughs> <laughs> like including tail? Well, the tail becomes the shoulder. <laughs> so the only way that this animal can interact with the world is through violence. Okay, but at, in at, terms at of... I thought, I, at first I thought the head should be a polar bear, but then I thought the tiger has a stronger jaw muscle that, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And it, yeah. Plus it looks pretty majestic too. As a tiger man, I mean, you're... You're hitting the right notes here, but you know what? In a, in a fight... I almost the, the other thing that I was going to throw in, but I'm not sure if I was allowed for animals. Yeah. I am? Oh, fantastic. Uh, uh, tiger, it, it turns into the tiger dactigatoroo with the powerful hind legs of a kangaroo. You're still missing I, something, though. I, I know, yeah, I don't care about the water. Okay. I want a land-based apex predator. So I think, you know, no disrespect to the GRP, but a seagull, tiger, octopus with a great name is probably going to get absolutely annihilated by this beast. Um, it literally has three mouths. Uh, the pterodactyl wings and then alligator arms. Do you... Pterodactyls, what are their... Do they have any kind of, like, scaliness or just thick skin on the back? Um, they've got a... What's well, a typical lizard-like hide, but, uh... Basically, they have a very large wingspan because they're... Well, they're a very large animal. And yeah. even, like, tigers and alligators and kangaroos are, like... The size isn't anywhere near what a pterodactyl would be. So the, the, the wings could quite easily create enough lift. Yeah, and, it, and plus it makes it a little more proportional for having full-on grown alligators as arms. Exactly. One piece I'm, um, I'm seeing missing, which is disappointing me a little bit, is in terms of a tail, what are we talking about? Are you, like, are you going with the, whatever the pterodactyl's got, a little small? Yeah, the, the pterodactyl tail because it acts as kind of an aileron, too, to help direct it in flight. Yeah, I guess for flight it's important, but that takes away your one of your weapons that the kangaroo legs could bring the balancing on the tail and then the boxing aspect? Well, I, I'm assuming that like if it if an animal had a big enough wingspan to pull this monstrosity into the air, it's going to have a, big, a pretty beefy tail that it could probably lean back on. Yeah. And just rend, rend people with those feet claws. I'm just worried about, like, in a... Like, I mean, a swiping action with a full alligator with its little legs is going to be effective, but, like, in a jabbing perspective, I guess that's not really... Oh, yeah, they just reach, reach forward and then alligators come at you. Really, what I'm more worried about is some terrifying, insane Dr. Moreau-like person creating this thing. Because we, we, we'd be done for. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm kind of scared about is just the nutrition for this animal. I mean... Is it is it able to take stuff in through the arms, or does it have to like just use oh, yeah. the clamping the thing, jaw? The thing, it, yeah, they all funnel into one large stomach. Okay, I was gonna say because you know with your alligator piece, like almost like lobster claws at that point, then yep. then you have to like bring it to the tiger mouth. Nope, nope. They just ingest through the arms. Would would eating? Yeah, so. If if that's the case, it's okay. But if if that if you were just killing with the arms, I feel like ripping stuff apart would be hard to do because using a whole alligator to like brace yourself on and lean down with your tiger head to rip rip meat off. Um, I think you could make it work, or at least make a really good show of it. You'd have to almost like lay out on your stomach and let the alligators go out to the sides, and then like try and just chew stuff in the, in the prone position. In with your wings, leading forward with the alligator faces. Dude, I think and this. I think the pterodactyl body. You're gonna have to have like a pretty seriously flexible core, and just kind of squat over your kills, and then be able to basically double over and pull meat off of it. Yeah. Well, if if they came in, if the 
cybernactic Gatoroo came and landed on you, you'd be done for. Well, it's, I, so I, I was reading the fifth Game of Thrones book this morning. I finished it off again for the second time. But uh, in one of the last chapters, it describes uh, her, the big dragon, Drogon, gets a kill. Yeah. And basically, it just lands on a horse and breaks its back and then cooks it with its mouth and eats it. So, I mean, I'm picturing the same thing here. Just with a tiger, two alligators, and a kangaroo legs. Yeah, the alligators scares the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. That would be the yeah. most horrifying thing. Just be so powerful just to swing full-grown alligators around at you. You know, it's an animal that doesn't mess around if it's got two alligators to its arms. I'm just worried there's not going to be enough feed on the planet to sustain it. It's going to have a. It's well, going to be like a sprint. It would be an apex predator that would wipe out everything on the planet except for things under the sea. And then it would uh, slowly dwindle in numbers, eventually adapting and killing itself or its own species for food. This is a this is a game changer, man. This is a this is a dark moment for everything on earth. So I see this the Seeger puss is going to take over the entire under the sea. So we're going to end up with an alien versus predator type of situation where we have two apex predators going nose to nose for utter domination. Yeah, because there's nothing left for either one to eat, and frankly, I'm looking forward to it. Until. We get to our next guest, and maybe they'll have something to counter your two, uh... I'm going to call them abominations, because frankly, that's what they are. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying Dr. Moreau-like <laughs> The abominations. And, and, and honestly, your next guest, I invite them to uh, enter into this uh, game of horror. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Alright, let's get back to more of a human-oriented question now. So this is this is the question that you contributed. Uh, this one from uh, the estimator. Yeah. So you know what it is: smart, attractive, sexually insatiable. Pick two, knowing that the third will be the opposite, and you're stuck with them forever. And uh, first of all, let me start out by saying I, I really enjoyed the Kobayashi Maru reference that you <laughs> made to this question. Um, I feel bad that it wasn't picked up on. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, non. Uh, yeah. Well, but, um, that's not in Star Wars. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, you know me, I'm a yeah. long-term Star Trek fan. Yeah, but, um, you're equal opportunity. Exactly, but uh, getting back to another question that you had at the time, as far as what the opposite is, yep. it is incredibly polar opposite. It has to be the, like, instead of smart, it is as a board, stupid, uh, very attractive. The opposite is just repulsive, like you want to vomit. And sexually insatiable to it might as well be zipped up. Like I, that, and that was one thing that the GRP and I got into. Like, do you get your one a year on your birthday or nope, Christmas nope, or something? Never. Oof. So I guess you're just it's taking care there. of that yourself then. Yeah. But and, and frankly, you know what? I I think I uh, I don't know. I, I I've asked this question to some other people, and they've given me the uh, well. You gotta go with the attractive. Yeah, that's the, that's that's like, typical dude answer. Exactly, but honestly, I, I'm I'm gonna lean towards the same thing as the, the GRP. I've got to go uh, smart and attractive, um, and and that's the way it's gotta be. Um, yeah. They make they make hookers for that other thing, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you could always get into the old Jo business, but uh, I, I'm. Well, I'm very intrigued to see what a girl's going to think on this. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same answer across the board, but um, yeah, I agree. You, you got to have someone that you can talk to and you know, you got to be able to look at them because if they're gross, you got to be able to find some kind of beauty in the eye of your beholder. Of see, now if I, if I rephrase the question as smart, kind and sexual, mm -hmm. I wonder how that would uh, yield results. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be interesting. Or even if you said kind and like you had the three existing possibilities with kindness, and then you pick two of the four. Oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be tough to do. I think sex. I think sexually insatiable is still going to be left off the board. I don't know. It depends on who you interview. 
Yeah, that's true. If you interview a guy that's just like, I just want to bang hot chicks. Yeah, but I mean, the reality of the situation is, yeah, once you, if you were stuck with this person forever, yeah. later in life, uh, your bits stop working. Yeah, that's you, you got to take, you got to take dick medicine, and she's got to use all kinds of grossness and uh, pour yeah. stuff in there to kind of keep it functional. Man, the, the days, you know, dick medicine's coming for us all. So. Yep, so. it's, uh, I think for most of us, it's going to be an eventuality. Exactly. It's a, it's a terrifying cloud on the horizon where you have yeah. to talk to your doctor about getting an erection. It's, uh, just, yeah, and that's what they yeah. recommend. Yeah, yeah. They would recommend erections. <laughs> you, you, uh, <laughs> it's like the old uh, prostate exam. Once you once you get over a certain age, you just bring it up un, un, unprovoked and just be like, so, uh, Doc... Um, Let's talk dick medicine. Uh, my erections are still fantastic, but, I mean, I don't want them to wane off. Do I just start taking it now to make sure that I maintain this level? Or? Yeah, I, just, I just feel that I'm at the top of my game and I would like to just maintain. <laughs> just just make it super awkward for the doctor. <laughs> uh, tugboat, that is not how dick medicines work. You don't take them... Before you have a problem. No, I, I feel like the best way to talk to your doctor if you want to make it awkward is just to say, "Hey, doc, uh, we need to talk about," and then make fervid eye motions towards your genital. <laughs> and then you do the like kind of point down and go. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, looking, but if he said, "What are you talking about?" Just never answer and still keep looking down. No, that's that's when you start raising your eyebrows and then looking down. <laughs> I have a good story. I'll save it for our other episode about uh, shenanigans. But yeah, awkward moment at the doctor regarding the old prostate exam. <laughs> I'll save that one. Okay, let's let's get to the final question. Um, so I think we're cruising into. I think a whole other page that we haven't. Oh no, wait. No. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, number three. If you could dine with anyone, dead or alive. And and I'm going to add from history. I don't want, like, you know, great Uncle Remus or anything coming up here. Who would it be? And, uh, well, we'll just go with who would it be for now. Okay, well, I, I thought about this one for a while, too. And finally, I decided on Ernest Hemingway. Okay. Um, once you start, I, I mean, I will be the first to admit I have never read any of his works. I've read a couple bits of Old Man and the Sea, but the man's history itself is batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, he is just, like, in my mind, the epitome of misogynistic, psycho-American, like, go-to in this. Um, there's, there's lots of stories about him. Like, when he used to, he set the uh, world record at the time for marlin fishing. He caught, like, seven in a day. And to keep, to keep, uh, sharks away he had a machine gun that he shot at sharks with. Uh, um, there's a like he, he was just well known for for just being a wild just completely alpha man like uh there's an irish author i mean the, the child of ireland james joyce yeah uh, pretty famous author there who uh they'd be friends they got they got they were friendly with each other and they would go to paris and james joyce would get just he would pick fights with random people and then, then run and hide and call Ernest to just beat the hell out of him. this happened like multiple occasions stuff like that too it, it just seems like really like a really interesting conversation um uh the other what was the other fact he actually he was a KGB agent for a bit yeah cause he he did live in Cuba for a while and he has like he has this famous bar there in Havana and then yeah. he, he also had his own rum uh, distillery or something as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he, I, I guess his code name was like um, Argo or something like that, where he was going to work for the, for the KGB, but he didn't give them any useful information. So they're just like, ah, fuck it. Awesome. <laughs> but um, where would uh, uh, yeah. where would you guys eat? I, I feel like if we ate, it would be somewhere at a beachside bar because that seems like the only place that he would agree to have some sort of meal. Um, he would get the rarest steak. Like, like just 
like just breathe on the cow and send it out. And um, just because like the reason I'm setting her like having a meal with him because I find everything he says interesting and I want to play off this just misogynistic terror. I get the fish or something just for him to make fun of me. <laughs> Would you order a cranberry juice? Yeah, sure. You know, because I have a bladder infection or something like that. Uh, what are you on your period? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, oh, there goes the cord. Um, yeah, so you, that's what they would order. You would you order for him, and would you guys get bombed? I don't feel that I would be allowed to order for him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of doing it. I would let the man order what he wants. What would you? Uh, what would you guys wear? I'm, I'm picturing beachside bar. Like I'm, I'm, you know, in my mind it's Cuba because that's where he did. He die there? Yeah, I, I feel like he dwindled out his days in Cuba. No, no, no. He, I think he. You know, at one point he wrote for the Toronto Star. No, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. It was early on in his career uh, before he moved to Chicago because he was like born in Illinois or something like that. I did uh, a little bit of research on him. Um, but I, I feel that it would just be like. You know, um, semi-casual, uh, button-up t-shirts, uh, Panama hats, um, khaki pants, and sandals. You go with the full pants? Uh, yeah, I feel that uh, it would warrant the full pants. Jeez, I think I would probably go, I don't know if I can say cargo shorts. I think everyone's pretty, uh, there's a lot of hate out there right now for cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I, I could see Hemingway being enough of a man's man that he would call you on it. Or maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he'd... Well, he'd probably... I, he, I feel like real men would still wear cargo shorts because I'm still wearing no, them and I'm sticking to that. I feel that Hemingway would say real men would wear whatever they damn well please. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. There's actually a, um, uh, a movie that was made a couple of years ago where Clive Owen played Ernest Hemingway. It was called Hemingway and Gellerhorn. They were uh, lovers for a while. I recommend it. It's actually pretty good. But the way Clive Owen plays him is just, <laughs> just that's how I picture Ernest Hemingway is this angry, misogynistic, half psychopath. <laughs> Only <laughs> half. Only half. Like, yeah. Speaking of Clive Owen, what happened to him? He just disappeared. Is he like on Broadway or some nonsense? Like, No, you know what? I, I read somewhere because um, he was offered a role of James on at one point or someone was petitioning for him to get in yeah. there but he didn't want to be like just pigeonholed and stuff like that so I don't I don't know I, like I can't remember the last thing that he's done because there was Children of Men there was Shoot 'em Up and then there was that train movie and then he kind of just disappeared yeah I thought there was like a rom-com or two in there too yeah there might have been there might have been yeah but uh, I don't know maybe he's just hamming it up on Broadway at this point. Or maybe well, he did that Hemingway one that I mentioned, but I think that was 2011, 12 or 13. Oh, yeah, the ones I mentioned are well before that, especially Shoot 'em Up, yeah. which is a beauty. That was a fantastic. Paul Giamatti, awesome. Yeah. All right, Estimator, we're up to our hour here, so that's usually where uh, people start whining because it's too long, so we'll, we'll pin well, you it. you know what? This isn't about them. This is about me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll pin it there and uh we should probably do another one we probably should have thought of that previously also but yeah, uh well. just tales with tugboat and the estimator <laughs> or fe featuring yeah. the estimator yeah um i am always uh, ready willing and able awesome all right well that is a uh talk with the tugboat a tugboat investigation or tugboat file whatever one wins in the polling on the comments so far we have um let me check here uh zero votes so uh we'll let it go there thanks to my guest the estimator how about how about pulling the line with the tugboat oh i like that that where uh, you should have been there when we were trying to figure out what my memoirs was going to be called mm. towing the line I, I since I remember none of the other ones, toe on the line now jumps to the top of the list. Yeah. Or, or high tide to low tide. <laughs> well, that would be like if I was famous and then, you know, dropped off the map. Yeah, but it kind of, it, it kind of, if it was a biography, it's like the whole thing, high tide to low tide. No, toe on the, toe on the line with tugboat. I like that better. 
Uh, I'm, yours, I only want 5% commission. I'm a company man, and I will give you 3% commission. That's it. And that's off the uh, off the net, not off the gross. <laughs> You're talking to the estimator here. I've already trademarked it. All right, so that's our show for this week. Come back next time. Uh, check out the tugboat.ca for, uh, I don't know if there's anything left up there that's current, but go there and look at it anyways. Do you have anything to plug, Estimator? Uh, Just toilets. All right, good night. <laughs>